My guest on this week's episode of the Road Trip Playlist podcast is Kat Clyde, who is an incredible singer-songwriter based out of rural Ontario, Canada. Her bluesy folk music has amassed over 30 million streams. On Friday, Kat released her third album, Good Bones, and we talk a bit about her new album in our interview. We also talk about her incredible songwriting and when she knew she wanted to pursue music. We talk about the great Canadian dish, poutine, and how it can also be served as breakfast poutine, which I learned in the interview. Make sure you go listen to Kat's new album, Good Bones, and stay tuned for our interview after a quick word from our sponsor. I'm really excited to talk with you, Kat. Um, I've been reading a lot about you today, and I read about where you live in Quebec on the river and in the woods. It sounded absolutely beautiful. Is that where you're calling from? Yeah, actually, I just um, I just drove down the road because I was uh, kind of craving some poutine. So <laughs> sort of behind the gas station spot about 10 minutes down the road. So I've just kind of been, I ate my poutine and now I'm just chilling, enjoying the uh, beautiful weather. <laughs> I love that so much. I, I love um, Canada so much. And so you talking about like driving through the woods and going and getting gas station poutine brings me back. Um, this is called the Road Trip Playlist Podcast, and it comes from me making playlists for road trips that I would go on a road trip every month. And so my love for music absolutely grew during that time. And it like my palate expanded. I founded people that I would have never found if I wasn't making these playlists. And so like when I talk about these playlists, they were very extensive. And one of the biggest and long road trips a friend and I, some friends and I took was up through Canada. And so that was really one of the starting lists that I ever made. I went to the extreme of doing a Canadian musician only playlist. So when we, when we crossed the border, we were only listening to artists from Canada. I don't know why I did it. That's so cool. (laughs) Really cool. I love that. Yeah, I loved it too. And it introduced me to a lot of cool artists. And so this was back in like 2016. And so if I was to do it again, um, you would definitely be on that playlist. Um, But I wanted to ask you what's on, what's on your road trip playlist? Oh, geez. Um, I think I made, I made a playlist on Spotify a bit ago. Um, I did a tour this past fall and um, I had quite a playlist from, from that trip. Um, You know, just traveling the van with the band and everybody putting on songs and then, you know, everyone has their favorites and then, you know, everyone, you know, we put on songs to pump up uh, ourselves and chill out. And if it's raining or whatever, I think one of the ones that we really fell in love with was a, Loving You by Dolly Parton. Oh, okay. Um, that was a really fun one that we, we all listened to. Um, but yeah, it was a good one. It's still, it's still up there on Spotify too. Um, there's a lot of good tunes on there. Yeah, I think I saw that today and I took a look and I'm like, I wonder if some of these are what, what she'll name when I ask this question. And so that's <laughs> cool. So anyone listening, go to Cat Clyde's Spotify and go, go to the bottom and find, find the playlist because I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff and I'm excited to check it out myself. Um, I learned that you, that you journal a lot. And so I, when I find that out, I get very fascinated with that. And so is that true? Do you journal every day? Um, yeah, I mean, I try to, uh, I guess not like every single day, but, um, I definitely try to do every day and, um, it definitely just helps me to 
sort of like, um, I don't know, understand like my own emotions and what I'm going through in my life. And um, it just helps me grow um, a lot more quickly and easily than if I didn't write things down. I feel like my memory isn't, it's not that it's not the greatest. It's just that it's very um, unorganized. <laughs> <laughs> that That's so. funny. Um, and I love that, it, that you said that it helps you grow. Um, that's a very interesting thing. And it's interesting to like also go back. I had a brief phase where I was journaling a lot during this specific time frame of my life. But after that time ended, I have not been good. And so I love to ask people like, where, where do you keep the journal? What does your journal look like? Do you have a big stack of journals from like that you've completed the whole book? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I do have like kind of a big stack of completed <laughs> journals. I guess like I've always sort of just like written. I never really like called it journaling until recently. I started like um, creating a like a, a bullet journal. Um, I got this like template um, online and it's basically like you journal about, you know, aspects of yourself or your life that you'd like to change and then, you know, writing out how you want to do that and so I've really been trying to do that every day on top of just like writing about what's going on in my life and emotions and stuff so I've kind of like I've I'm doubling up on the journaling as of late so uh <laughs> yeah just to light the fire for some more growth so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. And, and it, it, that it's just a fascinating topic for me because it does take a lot of work and you have to be very like diligent and remember and also like you're, you're thinking towards, towards the future too, or at least I am when I journal, I'm thinking of like, what is, what am I going to get from this when I, when I read it back? And so that I get really stressed. I, I put this undue stress on myself when it comes to journaling, because I'm like, my future self is going to make fun of me because I have done that before. And some of my <laughs> thoughts and how I wrote or different things. And so I really wanted to ask you about, about your journaling and you, the, your journaling or thoughts that you write down also translates to your music and you're an incredible songwriter listening to your lyrics as well as the overall sounds of your records is really great. And your your the stuff that you write in your journal and your poetry, a lot of those entries turn into songs. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty natural process. Dude, how much, how often does that happen with, with where things that you wrote for growth um, in just your own personal journal turned into song for you? That's a good question. I feel like it, it definitely varies. I feel like, um, I don't know, I guess there's different moods. I mean, as of late, like I said, like I haven't really been like, like journaling sort of a new thing for me. I would just kind of like sit and write if I was like, you know, struggling with something or even just like wanted to like write like, I don't know, I'm like sitting looking at like a spider making a web or something. And I think it's like interesting, maybe start writing about it. And then there's like some line in there that's like, oh, that's kind of neat, you know? And then, you know, maybe I look back on it later and, you know, it becomes an entire song or it kind of always varies. Like sometimes, you know, you sit down and you feel like, oh, I, I feel like there's sort of a spark. I think I want to like, you know, blow on this a little bit and turn it into something and you sit down and it ends up into something or maybe you're not really paying attention and you just, it kind of comes out. So I don't know, it kind of varies. I, I feel like it would be hard for me to say 
you know, how often it really happens. I just try to write as much as possible and then hope that there's some things in there that I could use in the future or now or tuck away for later. <laughs> yeah. that And that's really neat. And so, yeah, it's just kind of, w- would you say that, that writing in that way is sort of meditative for you? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it's like a good way of processing that. That's very interesting. And I, I feel the same way. Um, especially I know, I know that, that you like poetry a lot of time, like in, in my harder years of, of high school, I was like this secret, wrote this, all this secret poetry that I never told anyone about. <laughs> and, and so you also have been writing since, since you were younger. I wanted to ask when you first started to, to share some of the things that you wrote. Oh, that's a good question. Um, when I first started to share some things that I had written, probably, you know, probably around like 13 or 14, I, wow. you know, started being in like a, a little band. And I think it was then that I started to like write songs and, and, you know, I had a few songs and, um, yeah, probably around then I started to share with a, a friend of mine who we, we had made like a little band together. So, um, yeah, probably around that time, but I, I was writing, probably, I probably started writing around like, even like eight or nine, I was writing wow. in a journal. Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I read that your family is very, very musical, and there's a lot of different instrument played that, that were played. Is that where, did you get your music because you were surrounded by it, or was, was it natural how you came into it and, and your own appreciation? Actually, like my immediate family is not very musical at all. And okay. um, my, my parents don't really um, listen to a lot of music. Um, uh, I never really had uh, listened to a lot of music uh, when I was growing up. But I had, um, I had an uncle, a couple of uncles that were really talented players. And uh, my grandfather played the fiddle and I would go there um, probably about two weeks out of every summer. And I oh. think that's where um I really you know I really got um, a taste of live music and and um, they just played a lot of folk and blues and uh, like bluegrass and old school country um, so I, I think it's funny because I've kind of been reflecting on that lately and I never really um, realized how much of an influence that did have on me because it was only sort of once once every summer and you know, I've always kind of told people like, oh, I, you know, my family didn't really play music, but I've been reflecting lately and realized that like my uncles playing, they were very talented and I was really lucky to be able to to watch them play and, and hear my grandfather play the fiddle and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Wow. that That's very interesting to hear because, because yeah, I, I read that it was your grandfather. And so I I live very close to my grandparents. And so I like read that as like, so I took it as my own personal thing, like, oh, mm. yeah. like you probably saw them a lot, but hearing it's just two weeks and that's, that's really cool. And so when did, when did music start becoming something that you like really wanted to pursue and put yourself out there with? It's weird. I feel like I, there was never really like a moment where I thought like, ah, I'm going to do this, you know, like I feel like I, I was, it was always something I was drawn to and, and I always felt like, um, it it was also very organic though, because I didn't really like seek it out. It was like, I think I went to my first like concert when I was like, I don't know, 
maybe like 16 or 17. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, I've always sort of had a hard time finding things I liked and I get very bored. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) with things that I, that don't really interest me. So it was kind of difficult to find, uh, you know, music that interested me to begin with. And, and I think, you know, I, you know, when I was about, I don't know, 14 or 15 or something, I, I remember hearing Lead Belly for the first time and it was like, whoa, this is incredible music. This yeah. is, I need more of this. Like, I didn't even know that even existed. How do I get my hands on it? Like, where is it? And that really sparked, you know, a, a real interest in that. But as far as like deciding, you know, that I was going to do music, I feel like I was pretty lucky because I was always kind of surrounded. Like I said, like I started to be in a band when I was pretty young and it was sort of um, a friend of mine, a neighbor, um, his parents owned a music store and um, all of us kids, we, um, while we were in high school, we were sort of hired there to teach like, you know, very young children how to play guitar and whatever. And his parents took all of the teachers and um created a band like a country band sort of like I don't know it's kind of crazy to even think about but like sort of like you know we just go play fairs and and so that was pretty cool and you know just I was in several bands and I don't know and then and then I decided to go to college for music because I honestly really didn't have any plans with my life and I didn't know what the I was going to do or what I wanted to do and I knew that music interested me and so I ended up in a in a college program at Fanshawe in London Ontario called Music Industry Arts and ended up finding like a lot of you know incredible people that you know really loved music and it was sort of the first time that I'd had an opportunity to connect with people that were sort of had the same interests as me and you know i I made some really amazing friends that I still am in in touch with today. And um, I guess, I mean, I guess after that, you know, I made a record and I, during that time, I really felt like, yeah, this is, I want to be making records. I want to be making music and, you know, I'll, I'll ride this as long as I can, but I'm not necessarily like, you know, putting all my eggs in this basket, you know? Wow. Um, that, that's very interesting. When, when, when was the time um, that, it, that it kind of transitioned into putting all, all of your eggs in, in a basket from just making records? Because that's what, what made you, like what drove you to, to then like, okay, like this is where I'm going to full on um, commit. I guess like, I guess when um, the label Cinematic, they got in touch with me and sort of met with the head of the label, Johnny Shipes and really loved him and um decided to work together i think that was really the moment where i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go for this i'm gonna do this full time and thank god i don't have to work in a factory anymore Um, (laughs) oh wow so yeah that's that was probably the moment if i had to pinpoint it wow that's incredible and now you've released um or you're about to release um your third album with uh cinematic and it's good bones and i had the chance to listen to it this morning and it's really really good um, it's comprised of some of your favorite songs from your first two albums, as well as, as well as a new song toaster. Um, mm-hmm. and you wanted to release them in their most basic and simple forms. Could you tell me a little bit more about that and the inspiration of this album? 
Yeah, for sure. Well, I feel like, you know, um, I, I released, you know, uh, my first record and that was all like produced with, with a band and everything and as well as my second record. And, you know, this entire time I was sort of going out and touring all by myself, just me and my guitar. And, you know, the songs really had, you know, sort of this like secret separate life of just being played in their simple form. And, you know, a lot of the music that I really love and, and that touches me is, you know, like folk and blues. And that's just, you know, someone in a guitar and it's just so powerful to me. And um, I really felt like I didn't really have, anything like that of my own which you know I thought was kind of a shame because I had played them all like in this form for so long like three years touring all the time all around and you know I really felt like it needed to be done in this way because I, I you know they lived their lives in that way and, and I felt they needed to be represented in that way as well. Wow yeah that's very interesting and I can very much see that um or I can very much see why why you would want that to go out that way. I read yeah. I read it was that you recorded a lot of it live and others in just a few takes. Just how natural was um, creating this album because it is so familiar to you how you how you were playing it and how they lived before in the albums. It was it was very like natural and, and organic and you know I had like a, a a really small room in my house and you know a bit of gear and and. Um, you know, uh, it was just me, my partner and I, and, and, um, we just recorded in this small room and it was nice because I got to like add like a couple of things like in like a wave, there's some, an, another guitar part that I, that I did. And it was kind of fun for me because I, I don't know, it was very simple, but I liked to make, you know, have a little extra things. And there was also this one, the, um, the recording of, um, rock and stone, is really special to me because I did that. I recorded that with uh, my friend, Jeremy Albino, who, um, and we recorded that when I was recording, uh, the second record and, uh, I considered putting it on the album, but then decided to go with the, uh, with the other version. But I, that was really special to me. The moment of, uh, recording that at his, um, sort of, uh, family's farmhouse and, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it was just really easy going and sort of, you know, just, you know, had a tea and did it at night and just really tried to make it I really wanted to just be as close to, you know, playing all those live shows that I did all by myself as I could because I I feel like they're good in that way and I wanted to wanted to capture that. I wanted to ask about those times that you were playing alone with you and your guitar on stage as and comparing it to now as you've been touring with a band how have you liked having a band behind you and what do you miss about performing with just you and your guitar ah well i think um i think performing with a band is just like a whole different thing i mean um you have this like support on stage and you have this like um i i feel that you can kind of let go well i can kind of let go just a little bit more because I have the support and, and I don't have to be so, um, you know, uh, not necessarily like in tune, but I don't have to be so, uh, you know, 
you know, a mistake is very um, glaringly obvious when it's just you and your guitar, but when you have a band <laughs> behind you, it's like nothing, it doesn't matter. And you can just move forward and it's all good. Um, so I think, I think that's really beautiful, but also just the exchange of energy and having people around you that, you know, are, are diving into something with you and supporting you. And it's a really incredible feeling to play with a band. Um, I think, you know, even when I did tour with a band, there were, um, you know, generally I incorporated uh, into my live show moments where I would play songs by myself. So I feel like I didn't really miss out on having that, those moments. And um, I feel like I've only, I only toured with a, a band just this past fall and previous to that, it was all by myself. So I don't think I've played with a band long enough to miss <laughs> playing by myself <laughs> just yet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. I, I hear that. And um, that's fun. Um, that's really cool to, and, and there is a different energy and I love that you also incorporated um, songs where it was just you as well. And I love when that happens at a show. Um, what are you most excited for listeners to hear and feel when they listen to Good Bones? Um, I don't know. I guess I hope they just feel, you know, the energy that I was putting into it when I recorded it. And um, yeah, I hope they can resonate with with what I'm saying and, and the vibe of uh, the way it sounds sonically, I guess. Awesome. Um I I love the artwork for for Good Bones and for your website and for for uh, Ivory Castanets and Hunter's Trance and I wanted to make sure to ask about them where where did the artwork come from for some of these and and what were some of the inspirations behind them? Oh well, um, the first record Ivory Castanets was a, a really great friend of mine, um, Oleander, and she she does really amazing art. She just sort of does it. Um, for herself um so uh it was kind of hard to convince her to do a piece for me but um she did it and it really turned out lovely and i'm really um happy really happy with the way that cover turned out and i think yeah. it's just like really amazing and it's sort of like a snapshot of my time recording the record and i think it's a really cool piece and um as far as uh, hunter's trance i i found this um this woman uh Oh, geez, I can't. Uh, Sophia Pega from uh, Barcelona. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I found her on Instagram, and I just fell in love with her art. I just felt like it was so, like, primitive, and, and, and the colors were just so... Um, it really moved me. It felt like a cave painting or something. It was so, so cool. Yeah. And so she did artwork for all of the singles for um, for that as well, which was really amazing and it was just so incredibly easy to work with her I felt like I I you know I had ideas for the cover and and you know but as far as the singles I sort of just like let her go go wherever she wanted with it and it was just it was just so effortless I'd tell her like one single thing and she'd just come back with these all these drawings and ideas and it was like whoa okay just do what do whatever you feel like I know this is going to be good and she would come back and it would be like holy shit I can't believe how perfectly 
amazing it is. And, and it really, I felt like the images really evoked the same type of emotion that the songs did, and Definitely which I think is a really difficult thing to accomplish, especially so effortlessly. So it was really, I, I feel so grateful to have found her and to have worked with her because it was just so effortless. It was unbelievably effortless. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And then I guess for, for good bones, um, uh, my partner took the photograph that's on the, the, that's the image of the cover and sort of wanted it to just be sort of like orangey. I don't know. I've really been loving the color orange lately. So um, a lot of my stuff is sort of that sort of like bright orangey vibe. Yeah. So, yeah. And then as far as like the artwork for the singles, um, I felt like um, I just kind of wanted to do the artwork for those. So I sort of just sat down and did, um, I just painted 12 pieces for each um, song on that and then got it sent to an animator so that on the, on the YouTube, it, um, it sort of moves around, which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's incredible. Wow. I love to hear that. I love to hear um, about like, the artwork's so good. And I, I just had to hear because I'm like, it had to have come like, I could feel it, how it direct, how it like connected with your music. I was like, there has to be a really cool story with that. And it's cool to hear like, it's like, oh, and uh, someone you found on Instagram and in, in another, on another continent that you yeah. found with their work and it, Put, and was able to put perfectly the mood of the song and working with people close to you and also doing some of it yourself. It's, it's really cool to hear and it is, it's great. And so I wanted to be able to ask about that and I'm glad that I did because, because it's a really cool, we're really cool stories. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate your time. I have five questions I ask at the end of every interview. Okay. Um, the first one is if you had to if you had to have breakfast food, lunch food, or dinner food, like a food from that food group for every meal, which one would you choose? Breakfast. Oh my gosh, me too. And I love when people say that because it's <laughs> breakfast you can fit any food that you want in. Can, oh, yeah. is, there, is there breakfast poutine? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Just freaking put an egg on top, man. That's all you need. Wow. Okay. See, I'm like, there's nothing you miss besides like some salad. And so I'm big on breakfast and I, my, my ears like go big when I hear someone say breakfast. It's very <laughs> yes. happy for me. Um, and then number two is your go-to karaoke song. Uh, I'd say crazy by Patsy Cline. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I love that. Um, number three is a guilty pleasure that you have while you're touring pleasure that I have while I'm touring oh geez uh oh geez that's a good question I don't know <laughs> what's your pleasure while I'm touring I don't know I guess it depends on where I am like I guess I just like I guess I don't know I really love food so if I'm like uh I don't know I, I either go for like sushi or Mexican okay and those are like my go-tos because I like okay. to eat like as healthy as possible, but it's really, really, really hard being on the road and eating healthy. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I would just say like holding out until I can get like sushi or like a good burrito or something. 
<laughs> I love that. Number four is one band that's not currently together that you'd love to have one more EP from. Oh, one band that's currently not together that you'd like to have one more EP from. Probably, I probably, I mean, maybe Bobby Gentry. Okay. Because, like, she's, like, I guess it's not a band, but I'd love to hear more material from her. <laughs> that works. That, that passes. Yeah. And so number five is who's an interesting guest, and this is the last one, an interesting guest that you think I should have on the Road Trip Playlist podcast. Mm-hmm. An interesting guest. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Probably Jeremy Albino. He's, like, a really great pal of mine, and he came on the last tour, and his music is amazing. It is. Yeah, I love uh, him. I'm happy. I'm happy you said that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kat, I've, I've become such a big fan of yours and I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your music and your sound. And I look forward to, to hearing more from you. And I look forward to hear, seeing how um, Good Bones is, is received. Thank you so much. It was really, really lovely to chat with you. And, uh, and thank you so much for your time as well. And um, yeah, I hope you keep uh, keep diving into those tunes and picking up more <laughs> and, uh, you know, talking to great people and getting good people on your podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kat. And I look forward to next time I'm in Canada and can, have, can try some breakfast poutine. Yes, please. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Once again, thank you for listening to the Road Trip Playlist podcast and my interview with Kat Clyde. If you enjoyed the interview, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to the Road Trip Playlist podcast. And don't forget to check out Kat Clyde's new album, Good Bones. We'll be back next week with another great guest and another great interview. Thank you.